So today, I want to talk about a, a very interesting individual found in the New Testament. He's mentioned in four different Gospels. All the four Gospels mention him. And he is a very unusual person. If he were to sit, sit in our, our congregation or even pass us by, we would all definitely take another look at him like, oh my goodness, he looks weird. He's a very unusual looking character. He eats unusual things. He dresses up not quite like the norm. I'll give you a hint. His favourite food is locusts and honey. Do you all know who I'm talking about? Who's it? John the Baptist, that's right. I'm talking about John the Baptist today and though he's mentioned in all the four different Gospels, I want to just bring our attention to one particular Gospel, which is the Gospel of Luke. Today, I entitled my sermon, Road Builders. Say with me, Road Builders. Because today, this is now a different role, a new role for all of us to do in preparation for Christmas. And let's take a look at the scripture reading from Luke chapter 3. And can I invite every one of you to stand with me and let's read the word together. Now we need to power through some very, a lot of names, okay? There's a lot of names of people and names of places, but let's give it our best shot and let's read the word of God with gusto. Let's read. In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being Tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, Tetrarch of the region of the Ituria, and Trachonitis and Lysanias, Tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Anus and Cephas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the wilderness, and he went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the one of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall become straight and the rough places shall become level ways and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. May the Lord add blessings to the reading of the word. Thank you. You may be seated. John the Baptist, his surname is not the Baptist. Just in case you're wondering. It says here, is John the son of Zechariah. So a little bit of background history. Zechariah was, was a priest. Do you remember Zechariah was married to Elizabeth? And then they were barren for many years until very supernaturally the Lord spoke and the Lord caused John to be born. It was a very supernatural encounter. You can read about it in the preceding chapters of uh, chapters, two, chapters 1 and 2 as well. You can read all about it. And what is more exciting as well is who is John's cousin? That's right. Wow, you all score A+. Plus, like all can become Masters of Divinity students. Hallelujah. <laughs> and yes, he is the cousin of Jesus himself. And this was a, a calling that he was doing. Way before, can we have the earlier verses? Verses 1 to 3. It says here, And he went into all the region. 
He went into all the region around Jordan proclaiming the baptism of repentance. So he had a, pers- a calling, he had a, a reason of why he was doing it. He didn't go just to one place, he didn't stick to the cities. He was in the wilderness and he was calling people to repent. And all the gospel writers... They were not reporters. You must understand that the gospel writers were not reporters like, oh, they all like, you know how you have press conference. So they all run to John the Baptist. John, John, can you tell us why you're doing it? And then John didn't answer and give them a press conference to say, oh, I am doing this because of prophet Isaiah. It doesn't happen that way. The gospels were written much later, much, much, much later after the death and resurrection of Jesus. In fact, it was written so that, as what Luke says, so that all the world will know all that has happened. And so this was the gospel writers being inspired by the Holy Spirit to recognize that the work that John was doing, John the Baptist was doing, was actually a direct fulfillment of what Isaiah the prophet had said about 800 years prior to that. They all attested that John the Baptist was the fulfillment of how Isaiah says there will become, there will come this messenger. And he will, he will do the work to prepare the way. And so for Luke, he quoted the entire Isaiah passage. Let's have that now, verse 4 to 6. And so for today, we're going to focus on the message of the messenger. What was John the Baptist preaching and how is it relevant to us today? How can what is now more than 2,800 years old declaration, how can that be relevant to you and I today? And what does that have to do with Christmas? All right, so let's get into it. The first thing that we need to understand here is the challenge. This was John the Baptist's challenge, and I believe this is a challenge for all of us. The challenge is prepare the way of the Lord, make His paths straight. Now, in understanding, prepare the way of the Lord. That seems quite clear. Prepare the way of the Lord. Prepare now for the the Lord to come. Make His way straight. But let's just go a little bit deeper into this word. The word way, the word way, when you go into the actual Greek, it actually means prepare the road. Prepare the road for the Lord. Make His path straight. The word path comes from the Greek word, which means a downtrodden path. Now, in this congregation, I want to do survey. How many have gone for hiking before? Maybe not recently, maybe at some point in your life, when you were younger or whatever. Also, don't be shy. Wow, so many. Praise the Lord. Very active people here. And so you've been for hiking or jungle trekking, and more, more often than not, we are always going down a path where someone has already gone before us, right? So we can see a trail. How you see a trail means got no more, the grass no more there. It's already bota already, right? Then you know, oh, this is the right way. We just follow this trail. Sure, we'll come to the waterfall. Correct or not? And that's how we we go for it because someone, many someones have already gone before, have already beaten down that path so that when we come later, it's easy to go. And that is the word that is used for the word path. It is a beaten down, a downtrod path a path that has been walked through many, many times. And in understanding this, 
this phrase of prepare the way, prepare the way, it is actually an ancient phrase from even back in the time of Isaiah. They don't have motorcar those days. Those days when the kings and the rulers travelled, when they travelled, they used all the, the horses and chariots. And when these horses and chariots, they must have as smooth a road as possible so that the chariot, the, the wheels won't like, then jatoh, then the king also jatoh, then all the king's horses and all the king's men all jatoh. Cannot be like that, right? So they send messengers and the king is said, saying that I'm going to tour my kingdom. So if I'm going to be touring my kingdom, he will send heaps of messengers to go ahead. And they will go ahead and they will go to all the different routes that the king is going to take. Because the king is going to meet his people. And so they will go and then as they come to the town and the village, they'll go, prepare the way, prepare the way, prepare the way for the king, prepare the way for the king. And as soon as they shout that, all the villagers will come running out and say, yes, we will prepare the way because we have been waiting to see the king. And so they start doing the groundwork to prepare the path. They will clear it. Where there was no path, they will make a path. Because you know why? The king is coming. And so, it was that same phraseology that was used by Isaiah and it was continued to be, it continued to be understood even in the time of John the Baptist. The prepare the way, it is actually preparing the way for the king to come. Preparing the road, preparing the downtrodden path so that the path of the Lord is made clear. And even in understanding that, I believe that we have different parts in our life that we need to make way. There are different things for us to do. The first thing is we need to recognize that we have people in our lives that need to meet the King. If you were to just consider, just, the, just take a little bit of time now, try to remember, do you have a loved one that have yet to know Jesus? Do you have a good friend even at work? Do you have a good friend at college or university or school? And I'm sure when you think about it, we all have special ones who have yet to really know Jesus. And even as, you know, we saw just now, we've got a very exciting program planned for Christmas, the greatest story. The greatest story needs to be heard by so many people. And yet sometimes when we invite our friends, why is it that they just don't make it for some reason? And I think this is the message and the heartbeat. We need to prepare. We need to prepare and preparation takes time and effort. We need to prepare for them to meet their King, for them to meet their Saviour. So even in this role, this this. This small verse here, the first thing we must do is to recognize our roles. We recognize that we have a role and a part to play for the different ones that God has laid in our lives. You know, there will be individuals in your own life which I have no access to. Individuals that probably only you have access to. Only you have that open door. Only you have that, that, that leeway to even go and minister. So there are special ones which you may be the only Christian in their life. You may be the only one who knows. And we must recognize our role. 
Our role today is as road builders. I'm calling everyone here road builders. Tell your neighbour you are a road builder. We are road builders because we have to be the ones to be a path maker, be a road builder so that others can find out about Jesus. And even in doing that, the next thing we need to do is very important, preparing our hearts. Preparing our hearts. We can't do this. A lot of times when we want to reach out, we tend to use our mind. We say, oh, if I think hard enough, I think I will bring them out for lunch and then I think I will do this and, and do that and they should be able to come. Lah. They should be able to. It seems logical if I were to do all these steps and it's not wrong, these steps. But first thing I want to encourage us all is preparing our hearts means the first path that we need to beat down is the path to the throne of God. We need to get really serious with praying for them before the Lord. If they, if they matter to you, they matter even more to the Lord. Jesus loves everyone. And, you know, when as I was preparing for this, I too have loved ones in my life, close friends that have yet to know Jesus. And every Christmas, I mean, even as Christmas was coming around, I was just talking to the Lord and I said, Lord, how can there be another Christmas and yet they're not yet coming to know Jesus? I'm not yet able to even talk freely about Jesus with them. And it was breaking my heart and I said, Lord, how can this be? What can I do? And you know how they will always send messages, on, you know, having conversations. And so this person was sending a message about struggles that, that she was going through. And they will always say, please pray for me because they know like, I'm a pastor. So the natural thing is, please pray for me. And so I always pray. But then I just say, Lord, it cannot just be me praying for them because how will I tell them that they can pray for themselves? And this particular individual, when you mention the name Jesus, the conversation just ends. Please don't talk about Jesus to me. Please don't mention. I know he's dear to you, but please don't mention it. End of conversation. So it's been very hard. And so when this particular thing happened, I just, I refused to answer it. I said, Lord, you must tell me how to answer this. There has to be a change. Because if I've been doing the same thing over and over again for so many years and it's not working, the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. If the same thing is not working, it's time to change. It's time to ask the Lord, what needs to be done? And so I began to pray. And the Lord said, give her a Bible verse. I'm like, oh, give her a Bible verse, are you, Lord? Are you serious? You know, I'm sure going to connect the I know, but I just obeyed and the Lord gave me a verse and I, I dropped the message and I, and I sent this verse. And lo and behold, this individual responded to me in a way she has never ever responded to me. She will never even mention God. She will just say, just pray because she believes in um, the forces, the energies of the world that will unite and bless the people. So it's a very interesting concept. And I was just like, oh my. So I'm here dropping the word of God to her heart and she responded and said, thank you. I am also praying that the Lord will help me through this. 
I almost fainted because I've never heard her use the word the Lord. Really, no. I said, wow, God. It only happened because I did things differently. I listened to the Lord for a different solution. And it makes a difference when we begin to prepare our heart very intentionally. Lord, how to reach to this, this person? Which brings me to the next point. We need to renew our relationships. For those of us who have so many who are unreached in our families, perhaps it's time to renew, make new. Do new things. Maybe if the old path is not working, it's time to have a new path. It's time to say, Lord, show me how. Show me how to minister, how to reach out, how to, how to make a difference in this person's life. The more you prepare a path between you and, and the Lord, is the more you prepare a path between you and the person you're going to reach out. And when you do these two things, the more opportunities will rise. The more opportunities will rise. And I've been, you know, the last one, two weeks, I've been just enjoying opportunities. I'll tell you more about another opportunity a bit later if there's time. But more opportunities have been coming up because I said, Lord, we can't do Christmas like how we have normal, normally been doing Christmas. There are so many people out there who may respond negatively because it is a symptom of being hurt, being defeated, being depressed. And sometimes they may respond to us very negatively because, you know, the story of how when, you have, when you're face-to-face -face with a, a dog that is very injured and here you are trying to help an injured dog, you really have the best intention to help and even tend to the wounds of the injured dog. And what happens when you try and go near? The dog wants to bite, snap at you. You're trying to help the dog and you're trying to say, Doggy, I'm trying to help you. You know why? Because you're so scared to be hurt even more. And, but the point is, they're like that because of their injury. And we need to find a different way to reach out. That's how we will figure out a different way Okay, maybe give the doggy some food first. Distract the doggy with some attention so we can, we can tend to the wounds or whatever it is. We find a different way to minister. We find a different way to share our love, the love which God has given us. This whole year has been a year of unstoppable love. Unstoppable love of the Lord, that the Lord has, you know, blessed us so much. And I think, and I know, this Christmas we have that unstoppable love overflowing in our hearts and it is meant to be unstoppable to all those around us. We are meant to be the unstoppable road builders to say, Lord, I will. I'm ready. Show me how. I know many of us here, we have our different struggles, our different challenges in life. But I want to encourage you, despite our challenges and struggles, I believe that this is the time where we need to say, Lord, I'm going to trust you for my struggles because at least we have the Lord to trust. Many others are out there so lost, not knowing that there is such a God who's so close, closer to, than a friend. There is a God that can just fight for us anytime. And we need to just say, Lord, these next 30 days, I will be your road builder 
for the next one year, I will be your road builder. And when we begin to avail ourselves, church, I believe there's going to be something amazing breaking forth in your households. Something amazing breaking forth even in your marketplaces. Amen. The next thing we must understand is the conditions. The next section of the verse, for some people, they told me like, I've always been very confused over this part. It says, Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall become straight, and the rough places become level way. This talks about the condition, the condition of the roads. Remember in the analogy, Isaiah was using the analogy of preparing the roads. In the same analogy, he recognizes that the roads are not always going to be easy to clear. There are valleys, you know, like how you're driving, suddenly you're driving, karakuruk, pothole, yeah. Then we all get so irritated, wondering whether the car got punctured tire, whether, whether we, we hit the undercarriage or not. And so, and sometimes when we go through a speed hump or something like that, sometimes the, some humps are so high and you don't break in time, don't go slow in time. And then again, like you can, karangrung, Hayo, then your heart went like a bit sad, right? Because of your car. It was even even greater tragedy when you don't have nice wheels that we have now. The carriages of those days did not have nice wheels. So Isaiah was trying to say, it has to be made level. It has to be made smooth. And so let's take a look what that means for us today. As road builders in the lives of people that we deal with, it is not going to be easy. We will have friends, loved ones, who struggle with different areas. The valleys can sometimes mean there are low points in life, when life has been full of disappointments, when life has just gone through, they've just gone through one disappointment after another, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. We ourselves have gone through that where sometimes it doesn't just rain, it pours, and then there's thunderstorms. But the thing is, church, you and I, we have the Lord. We have the assurance that God will see us through. But many out there don't have this assurance. There's so many out there who are so lost. So there is a leveling up that needs to be done. A leveling of, of things. We need to be able to speak into the lives of those who are depressed and disappointed, maybe having defeats. Maybe some could have mountains of insecurity in their lives because of past rejections from their friends, from family, from young. There can be many mountains, maybe even mountains of pride and arrogance that could stem from deeper-rooted issues. We don't know. But there is a call for us to speak forth the love of God, to be the only witness that they would see. The word filled here comes from the Greek word pleru, which means fill until nothing is wanting. Fill until, you know, nothing else needs to be done. That is the filling that is promised by the Lord. Even as we avail ourselves to be a minister, a road builder, a messenger like John the Baptist, the Lord promises that there will be a filling in, a filling in of completion. No lack at all. That is the hope that we have for our loved ones. Whatever it is, there will always be a straightening up as well. You know the word here that is crooked, the crooked shall be made straight. The word crooked here is the same word that uh, Apostle Paul used even in the Philippians, in, in the book of Philippians. In the book of Philippians, he says that, 
in the later times, we live in a very crooked generation. Crooked meaning is very perverse. It is very as far away from the straight path as possible. Now, I'm sure you and I, we both have friends and, and even maybe even family members whose path may seem so far gone. You wonder like, Lord, how to even begin to share? It seems like, wow, very hopeless like this one. This one is totally towards the other side. It's like, don't waste my time. But you know what? The message of the love of God, the message of every road builder is the assurance that no one is too far gone. No one is too crooked. Because all that is crooked, it shall be made straight. All that is crooked can be made straight. That is the hope of no matter what condition our friends or family are in, there is the hope. The last one of this section, the conditions, is the clearing up. The rough ways shall become smooth. Rough ways here means actually rocky ways. The, the, the word used was actually rocky ways. The rocky ways shall be made smooth. Because sometimes there's huge boulders, there are small little gravels, and all these things are not the most conducive when you're going to be having a pathway. So you need to carry the boulders. Is it hard work to carry boulders? Yes. Will your fingers get bruised? Yes. There will be a price to pay even as we minister to those out there in different conditions. It's not going to be easy. Yesterday at service, I was joking, we are the JKR workers for Jesus Christ. Can or not? Can we be JKR workers for Jesus Christ? Saying, God, no matter how hard it is, if it means I can bring someone to know you, Jesus, I'm ready. If it means this Christmas, this Christmas, maybe our message shall be to the Lord, ini kalila, for salvation. If we can be so excited about getting a new government, let's get even more excited, ini kalila, for our loved ones to know Jesus, even this year. We still have time. And time is very, very, very precious. Just this morning, I found out one of my classmates, just like that, passed away of a heart attack. And it just shocked us, like, huh, what? She was just out grocery shopping and she just collapsed and, and, and never made it back. And it again hit me, I said, oh Lord, time is precious for so many of those around us. And I want to encourage us, let's not live a life of regret, but instead let's just say, Lord, I will be a road builder. I will pray, you will give me the right person. And I know that as we do that, the Holy Spirit will empower us. The Holy Spirit will lead us. The scripture tells us, it is not by might, not by power, but... But what, church? But by my Spirit, says the Lord. See, all the conditions of the people, do you know what? We don't have to handle it on our own. All the different conditions of the different individuals that the Lord has placed specifically in our root. The Holy Spirit is already there. It's already ready to use you and I to have that word of wisdom, to speak forth a blessing, to do more. And you know, I have this lady that stays in my apartment. Uh, I've known her for as long as, as uh, I've moved in. She's, she's, uh, 
She's always downstairs. She's never in her own house. She likes to just hang around at the lobby of the apartment. And the whole day, she can just be hanging around because she doesn't want to go upstairs. To go. She lives alone. Her, her kids don't live with her. And, uh, and she'll always, whenever I try and talk to her, even in the past, she'll always give me a very sarcastic answer. No matter what I say to her, I say, Hi, morning. So good, man, this morning. So then I'll be like, oh my goodness. So then I will like, okay, next time I will greet her. I won't say good morning. I'll just go, hey, how are you doing? Okay lah, you see me downstairs, ma, you think what? Then I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh, Jesus, this is very hard, you know? So after a while, I stopped. And not just stopped sometimes, okay, I'll be honest, okay, confession, ah. Sometimes I see her, I'm like, Lord, can I, can I faster break the lift, come, so that I don't have to talk to her because I, I ran short of words. I ran short of like, I don't know how much more I can receive of all these things. I'm just saying, Lord, I don't know how, like, maybe someone else is the one to, to minister to her. And so it's been very hard. But just about a week, maybe about a week or so ago, I was waiting for a grab car to go somewhere. So I was downstairs now. Then I was just like, oh no, Lord, here she comes. You know? <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so I got two benches now. So I sat my bench. Then I like, oh, put my bag here. You know, like, wow, okay, very full my bench, you know? But so but of course she came. I said, hi, auntie. You know, then I just looked down at my phone. Like, oh, trying to be busy. Then she looked at me. Then after I was, I said, hey, don't be so bad, lah, okay? So then I look at her. So, so I said, you going somewhere? Then she says, no, no, I'm as usual, I will be here. I said, oh, okay. Then she asked me where I'm going. Then I was just chatting with her. And good thing my grab car was, took a, took a bit longer to come. He made a wrong turn. So praise the Lord, you know. And so he gave me extra time and suddenly she was very open. It was just that, that opportune moment. <clears throat> and then she was, she was able to share with me about her son, you know. And, and as she was sharing, I realized one thing. She's just been hurt so badly by situations in her family. And the reason why she's always downstairs and never upstairs is because she's just very, very lonely. And she, she just didn't want to be alone upstairs. And she used to be a believer as well. She used to go to a church, but now the church is too far away. But a few times we have tried inviting her over, but it's always been a bit difficult. But I said, Lord, never mind. If she, even if she's not yet ready to come to church, I can bring the love of God to her, ma. You know, so I, I just felt myself softening a lot more because he began, the Holy Spirit began to show me that it's actually a very hurting individual. An individual has gone through so much pain. And the Lord spoke to my heart and He said, actually around us, the ones who deal very harshly with us are actually ones who have gone through a lot of pain. Ones who have gone through so much of rejection and all that. And it comes out in a harsh manner, because they're not ready. They're not, they cannot believe that someone wants to just like them for their own sake. But you know, can you imagine if all of us, we, we say to the Lord today, we are ready to be road builders. If we all say, Holy Spirit, guide us. Can you imagine if each one just focuses on one? Wow. How, how much will the kingdom of God advance? How much will the family of God grow? How many new, new believers, new relationships, new trusts in the Lord can be formed? It takes us all. And you know what? It's not rocket science. 
You don't need to have masters in divinity, one or Summa bole. All, all are, are welcome. And in fact, it is our commission to be a part, to share the love of God. And lastly, the culmination, the final verse of Isaiah's prophecy here. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. John the Baptist, he lived out his message. He was very clear. In fact, in John chapter 1, he was very clear. John, John the disciple wrote of John the Baptist clearly that John was, not, was only a witness to the light. He was not the light, but he was a witness. He was just a messenger. And the message was Jesus. He was just willing. And in fact, John the Baptist was the one who said, he must increase and I must decrease. And I believe that is the same heartbeat that every one of us, we need to embrace that. The Lord needs to increase in our lives because sometimes when we take on the challenge of being a road builder, as we are face to face with the difficult conditions of our loved ones and friends, we must allow the Lord to increase in our life because only then will we be able to do the humbling work of that road builder, that humbling work to say, Lord, show me how to bring this person out of the depression. What words? Maybe it is scripture words like how I suddenly discovered the, a scripture that was just laid in, laid in my heart from the Lord that could make a difference in a relationship. Every one of us. Can I just have the musicians coming up? The story of Christmas. It is really the story of the greatest love ever told. It is the greatest story ever, ever told. It is the greatest love ever, ever told. And you and I, we have been front row seats to the greatest story for years. And it's time to bring others to this front row seat and you know, so many times when we say, well, you know, everyone asks, hey, invite people to come. It is not about filling the seats. It is about sharing the greatest story. It is about sharing what the Lord wants to achieve, which is to share the love of God to everyone so that all flesh can see the salvation of God. And I'm sure you also have experienced it. When you invite someone two or three days before the event, it's normally very hard for them to say, yes, I can come. We need to start building roads even now. We need to start building roads in the, to the Lord. And I want to also make a special plea to everyone here. Because it always starts with catching the heartbeat for the right person to reach out to. And even as we pray, we forge new pathways to the Lord, to the throne of grace. I want to encourage all of you, if you've not really been able to make it for your Wednesday night prayers, I want to encourage you for the month of December. Come, do something different. Do something different. Say, Lord, I want to, I am serious about being your road builder. I am serious about saying, God, I want to pray and hear from you. I want to be on the right path so that I can see the salvation taking place in my family, in my friends. 
I want to see that breakthrough happening as well. It's easy to get lost in the busyness of the Christmas season. It's easy to, you know, be so busy. Even so many of you are working and serving so hard. And I want to commend so much, so many of you for the amazing hampers that have been prepared. So many of you are ready to be the love on wheels to, to, our, to those who are, we are reaching out to. And I pray that we continue to do so. And now also to be that one to build the road so that someone else can know the Lord. We know this verse very well. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. Whoever believes in Him should not perish but have eternal life. And the reminder is this, we love because He first loved us. Church, the Lord loves us so much. He has poured down an immense amount of love, an immense amount of hope in our lives. We are called to be His messengers, His road builders, but Jesus is always the message. Jesus is always the one that we focus and point people to. So even now, I just want to take time for all of us to soak in the presence of the Lord and begin to just seek the Lord. Begin to seek the Lord and ask the Lord, what is it, who is it that you're placing in my heart? And perhaps even some of you here, maybe you say, but pastor, I'm one of those who are going through all the different road conditions that you mentioned. I'm going through defeat. I'm going through depression. I've gone through hurts and rejection as well. And even if that's you, begin to take this time even where you're seated. I believe that the Holy Spirit is here wanting to minister to us. So can I invite you all just to close your eyes even for a moment. You can put your Bibles away, put, put everything away. It's just between you and the Lord. Just reaching out to the Lord. Just take time just to quiet yourself before the Lord. And to the first group of people, if it's you, you're going through a lot of challenges. A lot of challenges in your life. This year you're saying, Lord, it's been a rocky season. In your own way, just begin to reach out to the Lord. Hallelujah. And for the rest of us here, even in your quiet moments, begin to just ask the Lord, who is it that you want me whether as a couple, whether as individuals. Is there a neighbour? Is there a sibling? Maybe a, a child, a niece, a nephew, a grandparent. Who is the Lord placing in our hearts even today for this season? It's someone which 
the Lord is talking to you about. And you're saying, Lord, it's so difficult, this one. But it takes us first saying, Lord, I'm ready to be a road builder. I am willing. I am willing, Lord. Oh, use us, Lord. Let your presence, O oh Lord, fall upon us today, Lord. Let your Holy Spirit begin to stir up, O oh God, begin to convict us, O oh Father. Convict us, O oh Lord, of the names that you want us to reach out to, Lord. How to build up these pathways, how to build up these roads to make a difference in their lives. Lord, make our life count, O oh God. Use us, O oh God. Use us, Lord. We may not have so much, but Lord, all that we have, we say, God, use us today. Begin to just ask the Lord. Everyone asking the Lord for just one name. Just one person. One person and say, God, if this is the person, show me how, show me when. We need to be intentional. I just want to invite you all now to just stand to your feet. I want to pray for the road builders that are here today. Just stand to your feet just a few moments longer. It's always good just to take time just to be in the presence of the Lord. Be empowered. Continuing to close your eyes. For those of you, you, you have a need in your life and, and you're saying, Lord, I need you. I need you to make a way for the different conditions of my own life first, Lord. I need that breakthrough. If that's you, I just want to pray for you while you're seated at your seats. Just begin to raise up your hands. Begin to lift up your hands. You say, Lord, I need that breakthrough before the year end. I need that miracle, that condition in my life that needs only the deliverance of the Lord. That's right. Just begin to raise your hands to the Lord. Oh, Rabashikiri, Church, pray with me. Pray for our brothers and sisters that need that, that intervention of the Lord. Come on, church. Lord, you see the ones that are raising their hands before you, Lord. Father, you know it has been a difficult season for them. Father, I speak individually, Lord, over their lives of the ones who who have gone through much or going through rocky grounds, who are going through difficult moments, who have endured rejection, who have endured pain, Lord. I speak for that breakthrough to happen even right now for them, O oh God. That, Lord, this year they shall taste and see, O oh God, of that deliverance of the Lord God Almighty, even in their lives, O oh Father. Father, I speak, O oh God, a renewing of their passion as well and their faith in You, that, Lord, truly, Father, You can do this, Lord, because You are the great I Am. And for the rest of us, as the Lord has given you names in your heart, names where the Lord is saying, you are called to be a road builder to these ones, even for this season, not just for today, but for this season. If you have a name already, begin to just raise up your hands. Or maybe you don't have a name yet, but you say, Lord, give me a name today of someone a very intentional person of who I want to reach out to. Begin to raise up your hands now. 
begin to raise up your hands. I want to pray for God to begin to empower you. That's right. Just begin to continue raising your hands. Continue raising your hands. Oh, Rabba Rianda, let's just pray for a season in the Spirit. Father, we intercede, Lord, on behalf of our loved ones, O oh God, that are yet to know you, Lord. And Father, Lord, you know who they are. You know them by name, and Lord, you have called different ones from this service to be your road builder. You have called us, O oh God, to be your road builder. And Lord, I pray for the empowerment. I pray for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, O oh God. I pray, God, for open doors and opportunities, O oh God. That Lord, truly, Father, this shall be the season of salvation, O oh God. This shall be a season, O oh God, for us to, to renew our walks with you, O oh God. That Lord, our dependence shall not be on the intellect, but it shall be on the Spirit of God. That Lord, your love will shine through every one of us to make a difference, O oh God. That this Christmas season, we prepare our hearts, we prepare our lives to be the messengers of truth, the builders, oh God, of pathways to bring people to you that all flesh can see the salvation of God. So Lord, I commit ourselves to you, Lord. I commit every part of our week unto you, Lord. I pray that God, you open doors of opportunities, of great opportunities, great testimonies, oh God, of open doors. So we commit ourselves to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Give glory to the Lord.